is the world of Raw Podcast. And now your host, standing at 6'4", 225 pounds, from Alice, Texas, Roel Santos. Hey, 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 everyone. Sit back, relax, crank up your audio level, crank up your headphones, dial it in, because it's time for the World of Roe Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Roel. People call me Ro. People call me Bro. People call me, I don't know, any other bro name or buddy name you want to say. I mean, it's not South Park here, but uh, I'm your host. Welcome to the podcast. Um, every Friday, I bring you this pod- podcast to iTunes, Google Play, WorldOfRoad.com, Stitcher Radio, any other podcasting app you use. As always, you guys have a couple of great ways to help out the podcast. One of them, of course, is going to the Patreon page at patreon.com slash worldofrow. You can donate a dollar, two dollars there a month. I would really, really appreciate it. Also, if you have the time, please take the time. That just sounded red. Ah, why do I always do that? Anyway, uh, leave a review on iTunes. Uh, five stars. Tell your friends about it. Just tell your friends all about this podcast. If they have an iPhone and say, hey, listen to this one episode of this one. I love this one a lot. Hey, leave a review for him, please. He would really, really appreciate it. And guys, uh, just so you know, there is there is a, a purpose for these uh, reviews. And one of those, it, it helps the algorithm for the podcast. It moves me up the charts, so to speak, and uh, gets more eyeballs on the show. And that's what I'm trying to do here. Trying to do is grow the show and write a review. And, of course, if you have social media, you can, if you have the time, take take it to share you know, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever social media outlet you use to kind of uh, get me going out there. Thanks. <laughs> okay, guys. So how is everything going? I hope that you've had a great week. I trust that you've had a great week. It's been a, it's been a pretty uh, hectic week for myself. I don't know. Just everything going on at once. There's like a million things going on. It feels like there's a million things going on. Um, you know, the the one-year anniversary of World of Row came out last week, last Friday. And uh, it did it did okay. Uh, had some audio issues. And if you've listened to it, let me address that for you right here, right now. Um, had some problems with, uh, with the MacBook again and uh, had trouble editing and processing some sound quality. And so you see how... It, how stuff cuts off and how things kind of go. It just, it was a big old mess. Uh, I was panicking last Thursday trying to get it out. And then when I finally was able to get it out, just all this, all these issues with it. And it, and it wasn't, I mean, it, it, you may not even notice. It's probably something that I can notice. And I think it's just the, how much I devote myself into making sure that the product is great and the quality sounds good. But it was just like, oh man. I wish I could go back and fix it. And every time I try to go back and fix it, it's just a, a big old mess. So I just said, you know what? I'm not even going to mess with it. So I'm, I I had to leave it as is, unfortunately. But it's great. I put I put some time into it. I, I picked some of those episodes that I liked, and I picked certain parts of it that I wanted you guys to hear just because there are certain nuances or different stories in each episode that that's worth hearing and maybe you want to go back and hear the whole thing because uh they're they're most of them are great <laughs> i'm not biased at all no <laughs> it, it just it, i just wish it would have um came across better and i think um 
the delivery could have just been on point. But other than that, I was real proud of it. I mean, to be to say that I've been going 53 weeks now is is awesome. Um, not a whole lot of podcasters can put out an episode every single Friday. It's very, very challenging, to say the least, for some people. Um, it can be very difficult just because, you know, a lot of folks don't get paid to do this. It's like I don't get paid to do this, but I just love doing it. So, But it was great. I mean, other other things going on, uh, uh, you know, we... Uh, we we saw the Packer game, yeah. We we saw how that went, and that was a tough loss. I mean, Atlanta was just tearing everybody apart. You know, they 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 gave us a nice good beating, and they deserve to be there. So I mean, that's all I have to say. You guys know I'm a Packers fan, so it was a, it was a it was a tough loss to digest. But at the end of the day, hey, you know what? They won eight in a row, and they got themselves to a point where they could win. And then, you know, they ran into Atlanta, and Atlanta was a good team. But I want to say this, because last week they beat the Cowboys, and I just want to say this right now, and I want it to be heard, because I have this medium, and I wanted to put it all over social media, but then I was like, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. I'm going to say this right here, right now, on World of Row. Dallas Cowboy fans, yes, you, there's a very, very few of you that are not like this, but Dallas Cowboy fans are the worst fans in all of sports. They are the most saltiest they are the most ridiculous, and they're the most absurd fans. And the reason why they are is, oh, well, they have, when they're winning, they talk all the smack, right? They, they, they do that. It's always been this way with Dallas Cowboy fans, ever since I was a kid. So you can't tell me it's recently. But when they lose, oh, man, they don't like to hear it. They do not like to hear it. So when the Packers beat the Cowboys, I made a point to not talk any smack. I tried my best not to talk smack. But then I see these posts on social media, Facebook and Twitter, and people are making up all these different excuses why Dallas lost. I'm like, look, it's a game. You're going to argue, you're going to complain about this call, you're going to complain about that call. Refs are human. Refs are going to make make mistakes and they're going to miss calls. That's inevitable. You can't do anything about that. So you know, and they're still trolling. And then when, when Green Bay loses to Atlanta, well, Dallas would have kept up better with them. I'm like, come on, guys. You would not have been able to have beat Atlanta. Atlanta, behind New England, is the is one of the best teams in the NFL. But I wanted to just say, Dallas Cowboy fans, grow up and get over it. You haven't won a Super Bowl in 21 years. Stop talking and just shut up and be proud of your team. Something exciting to look forward to with your young team. Shut up. Just shut up. <sighs> That's as clean as I'm going to get with that. I could have used some expletives, but I didn't feel like it. But, oh, I digress. So, guys, um, a couple of things. I have, I have, a, I have a, a leather episode here that I'm going to air for you guys. And, actually, it's, I, have a, I have a guest and I have an, an episode that was archived that I was trying to release last week but wasn't able to. So, on this, on this clip here, I have... Fear back, fear on the podcast. Not back. Well, he is back on the podcast, but to come to commemorate the one year anniversary, I was going to have him on for fifteen minutes, and I get it. Your guys, your guys are like, oh yeah, fear, yeah, fear, fear. So we touch base, and this was right after the Cowboys game. So we talk a little bit about that. We talk about about my my podcast and how everything's been going. We talk about his show. We talk about stuff just going on in general. And I wanted to I wanted to release that last week, but I had trouble. Um, getting it out there so now i'm able to release it it's going to be part of this episode and then um okay i'll I'll play that for you guys now and uh i'll be back and then we will talk about this week's guest 
So how have you been, dude? Tell me. I've been pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I've been about this good, baby. <laughs> oh, Dr. Rowe. <laughs> We're about to journey into your world, baby. Yeah, we are. One year ago, <laughs> we had this funky talk. <laughs> and I was like, there's sparks flying, Rosef. <laughs> we need to keep this going, bud. <laughs> a year later you're still kicking it homie dude still kicking it man still kicking it i'm glad that you're 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 here and you're taking a part taking a part taking part in this and uh i mean and, and and i've said this numerous times man in my monologues and and i'll tell people all the time when i first started doing the podcast when i wanted to do the solo show i had my buddy from the great white north and calgary and parts of ontario Tell me that I needed to get off my ass and uh, just do it. And uh, episode one, ten, twenty-five, and the podfest. Here you are again. So one year, man. Fucking right, dude. Crazy. It's crazy. I, I, well, it's crazy to you. It's not crazy to me. I could tell that this was what you were going to do, man. I could tell that you had that fucking thing, that that connection, that. Uh, willingness to talk and interview and just be your just be yourself man and and you've done amazingly thank you thanks man i mean you you kind of pushed me to do it and uh i'm glad i i was able to i've been able to put out an episode every week on the same day never missing an up a week it's kind of cool it's been kind of challenging last month was very challenging but uh here we are man it's been it's been too awesome man and i know you guys have been really busy over at the FYFC and uh, taking care of some stuff. And Fear, Fearcast is starting to take off. You guys have had a lot of good stuff going on over there. And especially even Fifthcast. I mean, it's both been great. I mean, you've been, you've been good, dude. I, I feel like, I mean, it's funny because people are probably like, these guys look like they haven't talked in a while. But we talk just about every day through text. But it's like when we talk on the mics, it's like the next day kind of thing. Oh, totally, man. Like, yeah, that's, it, that's just the way it is. I mean, we, we banter back and forth, it's, <laughs> but it's, it's not, it's not the same as actually getting to talk with you. And, no, um, it's, it's nice. Like I said, man, I, I knew you were going to do well and yeah, man, we, we've been busy as shit over here. Yeah. Yeah, man. I loved the fifth Miss Carol. It was great. Oh, that's good, man. I uh I don't know. I got mixed reviews. Did you? <laughs> well, no, for myself. Everybody kind of said they like it. I I don't know. It's we were just so goddamn busy that I feel it didn't get the the attention it deserved. The the actual show part. The the fifth Miss Carol, I think we did pretty well. Yeah. Um I would have liked to have added fucking sound effects and shit like that, but like we were finishing it on like Christmas Eve and yeah. I was like, "Fuck, we just got to get it out." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I loved it. I actually got to be a part of it. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, dude, it was cool. I remember when uh, when you had me record the the tracks. I, I was kind of disappointed because I had to do it with my my fucking phone, and I was just like, "Damn it!" And I was kind of like stuck at work, and then we were in the process of transitioning, moving around, and and I was like, "Damn it, man! I needed. I should have done this. I should have done this a long time ago." But I was still part of it, which was cool. Yeah, and it's it still sounded great, and yeah. like I still I quote your lines all the time, <laughs> like anytime because it, it's been there's been so much snow in fucking in Airdrie lately that 
every time the guys come and blow the snow, immediately all three of us just start laughing. <laughs> and I'll just be like, I must blow the snow to make Mr. Razor happy. <laughs> and fuck, dude, we just die. Oh, we killed that shit. It was so good. Oh, dude, I'm glad, man. I was like, shit, which I needed, I wanted to nail it and like do. I mean, uh, I'm not going to pick on this guy because, I mean, he might listen, but he, he works with me and he's from. He's from Mexico, and I, I wanted to use his accent, sort of, but then I'm like, no, because then it may not sound too good. But so I stuck with like I, I kind of was thinking like Rob Schneider from The Hot Chick when he's <laughs> yeah <laughs> when he's Taquito or whatever the fuck his name is. And <laughs> yeah, man, no, it, you did it. You did perfect. It, it was great. Everybody that chan- that uh, that was part of it was really good. And yeah, I re- I really love doing shit like that. And like that's kind of something that I'm, I'm hoping i get to work a little bit more on yeah um throughout this year is, is maybe just doing some skits and stuff and and i know we've we've been trying to put to, together like some sort of animation thing oh badass dude that's awesome man that's it's that's awesome fuck like podcasting's tedious but animation's fucking insane oh yeah dude that that's i can only imagine what it feels like because you, I mean, you you're talking about editing and doing all this stuff, and it's probably gonna go to another level, and uh, all that shit. But man, dude, we we got some stuff to bullshit about. I mean, for one, the Packers beat the Cowboys yesterday. Wasn't that fucking I was, awesome? I was just gonna say, I was just gonna say we gotta talk about the fucking the the green and gold, man. Yeah, we're two games away, man, or one game away from the Super Bowl. Well, I'm not gonna lie, I'm I'm a little scared about Atlanta. Oh, they're playing really good too. Yeah. But at the end of the day, fuck Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, man. Uh, and I definitely, definitely, definitely fuck the Cowboys. Oh, dude, it was um, so great. Wasn't that great? I like. Did you just walk around with your dick out for the rest of the day? Dude, like, I, I totally wanted to, man. And like people should've. people at work were telling me, like, why don't you wear your cheese head hat? I'm like, no, I, I don't know if I want to do that. I like, I, 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 <laughs> I, I don't want to get shot? Yeah, pretty much, man. And like... <laughs> I took my lunch break and I switched from my work shirt to my jersey because they let us wear jerseys during football season. I was like, oh, that's uh, dope. yeah, dude. So I was like, I'm going to fucking wear this. And like, I had people come in and like, in person, like, yeah, anyway. And uh, she's like, um, you're wearing the the wrong jersey. I go, actually, no, I'm wearing the right jersey. You're, you're, <laughs> you like the wrong team. And she's like, and I go, I'm a free thinker. I, I know what a good team is. <laughs> I told her, <laughs> I told her some crap like that. I'm, I told my wife, my, my wife's like, baby, you can't say stuff like that. I'm like, Dude. <laughs> it's the Cowboys <laughs> fans. Yeah. She's like, you, you got to work on your shit talking. <laughs> yeah. No, well, no, well, dude, that, okay. That's me color, like being very, um, yeah, yeah. you know, got to keep it clean. And then somebody was like, boo, the cheese heads or something like that. And I go, oh, you're a Cowboys fan, huh? Uh, boo to you. Yeah, you're used to being disappointed every year. Boo to you. Uh, I'm, dude. Jerry, Jerry Jones is the devil. <laughs> Man, and you know what, dude? I was, um, and, and we text. We text, like, in the fourth quarter. I'm like, dude. I know. Fuck. I was starting to get panicky, man. Yeah. Like the defense, and you're like the defense is gonna fucking lose it for us again. And I was like, oh yeah, I mean, like they just started falling apart. Like they were, we were fucking, we were slaying, and then it's just like they just started picking our D apart. And I'm like, I fucking, I wanted to puke, man. I'm like, and then we get ahead and they catch up, and then we get ahead and they catch up, and I'm like, holy fuck, come on, boys. Yeah, it, but it was such a, it was, a, it was a good game. I mean, Aaron Rodgers just played flawless. He's a bad man. 
Yo, and between him and like everybody's worried about Nelson being out. Fuck, yeah. Cook is on fire, man. Oh yeah, he's he's catching, he's making plays, he's getting open, he's clutch. Him and Cobb, dude. Cobb made a good catch yesterday too. Yeah, man. No, everybody was kind of pulling yeah. their weight. Yeah, I've been saying forever though. I'm like, we need a good fucking tight end. Like, yeah. Since Razor's a Pats fan, like you yeah. see Gronkowski. And yeah. He's just a game changer, and I'm like, fuck, that's what we need. Yeah, and, and they just—they've been killing it. And fucking Ripkowski. Oh yeah, punch, punching holes through the line. That's yeah, so good. Yeah, dude, and you uh, Ty Montgomery, dude, and last week, what's his uh, against the Giants? Christian Michael fucking tore it up too. Mm-hmm. So it's just like everybody's pulling their weight, and then you're just kind of like the defense can't fuck it up. I mean, I don't know what the hell Dom Capers is doing, dude. That guy's like a, an <laughs> NFL head coach, man. At one point, I'm like, what the fuck. I know it's it's like it's almost like at fucking halftime he takes mushrooms <laughs> and then comes out and he's just like let's run the fucking tricks play like what the fuck <laughs> and the, everything everything was fucking soft the last fucking half they were just like you can't you can't give those guys rooms to ca- like to catch that shit yeah and they did they just kept bombing motherfucker they kept bombing yeah them. dude yeah have you ever tried mushrooms no no I haven't. <laughs> Yeah. let's do it oh. <laughs> <laughs> maybe one day i don't know <laughs> no um uh we uh I, I was just curious because i mean i know but you drink you drink did you uh, have a couple of suds yesterday were you working you were working right? I, i'm at work bro yeah oh so. yeah, yeah 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 so i'm sober <laughs> you're sober watching, right now i'm watching this shit go down and i'm just like oh my god I need a drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I <clears throat> I wanted to do that, and like I, and I I'm I'm like texting my wife toward the end. She's like, "So did did we win or what's the score?" I, I hear I just saw it. I, oh, wait, it's tied. I go, "Yes, it's a freaking <laughs> nightmare." Yeah. <laughs> Holy fuck! And the one thing that worked out is that um, Champ wasn't here because he's a fucking Cowboys fan. Oh, we had gosh. twenty bucks on it. I won twenty bucks off that fucker. Nice. Nice. So, you guys, right. you guys were talking about a lot of USC uh, on your on the latest episode. You guys, Hell made, yeah. you guys made some valid points about Ronda Rousey too. Yeah, she done. She's done. She, yeah. she got to be done. I don't. I mean, fuck. You don't come. <sighs> the fucking beating that she took from home, and then like I don't know. I don't know why she was like, you know what? I'm just gonna be this fucking. I'm gonna be Amanda Nunes' fucking punching bag. Oh, dude, that... 46 seconds 48 seconds or whatever the fuck it was like yeah she went down faster than punk did you know when cm, CM punk did his that one yeah. ufc fight he went down pretty quick but i mean she was done like a yeah dude <laughs> oh she went down quicker than a cheap hooker man oh man yeah but she got paid yeah that was the thing, and like that's what me and Champ were talking about. Like how how do you get to how do you get fucking three million dollars to go in and get your fucking pay, face punched in for forty eight seconds? I want fucking three million dollars. You can put me in with anybody. I don't give a fuck. They can punch my face for forty eight seconds if I can get three million dollars. <laughs> that's fucking bullshit. And then the girl comes in who's who's a fucking monster. She's the fucking champion. Nobody gives yeah. a shit about her. She makes fucking two hundred thousand. Dude, that's, that's that bullshit. is that's crazy, dude. How do they even work that shit out? They fucking they they base it off celebrity. They don't base it off fucking talent anymore. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, it's fucking bullshit. But you know what's what's crazy though is that she she's probably gonna end up in WWE 
getting paid more money because of her name. Well, yeah, it was. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what it because I thought she was going to do movies, but then after she yeah. had her face kicked in, a bunch of movies fucking pulled on. Yeah, so, yeah. But I mean, I wasn't too excited about the idea of a of a Roadhouse reboot. Fuck no! <laughs> if you don't got crazy Swayze, you don't got fucking Roadhouse. Yeah, dude. And hey, shout out to Nick because I know how much he hates Patrick Swayze. Yeah, he does. He got some sort of hate on for him. Oh, <laughs> dude, he's the Swayze man. Oh shit! Red Dawn was like my favorite movie. Fucking Red Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> no, but speaking of movies, and and you and I like will quote this like every now and again. We'll send each other texts. Um, fucking Slapshot. I've been watching that movie like crazy. I, you know what? Fuck, we talk about it all the time. It's been a while since I watched. It. I'm gonna sit down and watch it. I think when I go home, dude, you should. I, I last year for my birthday, my wife got me an iTunes gift card, and I used that and bought Slapshot on my iTunes. So. It's on my phone or on our Apple TV. So it's like, okay, I got my, my daughter asleep. I'm like, what do I want to watch? Oh, Slapshot. There we go. Slapshot for the win. And who, I mean, two hours of Reggie Dunlop or, you know, Paul Newman. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. Oh, my God. The movie's <laughs> fucking classic. There's so many fucking one liners and fucking memorable quotes Dude. in Netflix. It's unreal. I wanted to send you a text. Remember that part? Like, they're they're getting, they're, I forget what team they're playing, but they're doing like their warm ups. And you see the Hanson brother. He's like, I'm going to punch this. Like, they pass each other. And he's like, that dude fucking stares me down. I'm going to punch him out. He <laughs> freaking just lays him out. And then, like, the freaking ref's all pissed off. And he goes up to him. He's like, if you do anything, I'm going to say, he's like, shut up. I'm listening to that fucking song. Yeah. The fucking anthem's on. And the boy, they're all fucking bloody already. Yeah. Oh, dude. Dude, listen to the fucking song. <laughs> oh, dude. It's such a good movie, man. And, like, I, I told you, like, I, I think I... I had to download the song that's that's like their like their theme song throughout the movie. I have that home. <laughs> and, awesome. Oh, dude, it's such a good movie, man! And I tried to um, I tried to get my uh, my wife to watch it, but it was just like no, she she couldn't get into it. But dude, that's I think that's like the only Paul Newman movie I'll ever watch. So, um, or maybe the the me. color of money with Tom Cruise. Yeah, that was all right. He yeah. was he was the voice in one of the in the Cars movie, I think, wasn't he? Who Paul Newman? Yeah, he was I, like the the old race car. Or something. I, I think he was. Yeah, because he passed. How long ago did he pass away? Like maybe six or seven years ago. Yeah, something like that. Fuck. So uh, technically, there's a good chance that I've seen him in Cars more than I've seen him in Slapshot. Well, you have kids, so I mean, yeah, it happens. Hey, so so Logan's a Patriots fan. He's uh, a little bit of both. He he, he kind of just whenever we're watching, he'll come down and say, "Who are we rooting for?" Mm. So it, he doesn't really give a shit. Like he's got Patriots gear, he's got Packers gear, and uh, the only time this is going to be a problem is the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl if if we're playing each other. And now I might be my kid. I guess I don't know. <laughs> well, I guess it depends what hoodie he wears down the stairs. <laughs> yeah. Where the fuck are you grounded? So are you are you making arrangements? Are you going to be at home when if the, when the Super Bowl happens, or where are you going to be? I'm going to fucking be up here, unfortunately. Oh, dude, that sucks. I know it's just it's fucked the way my work schedule works. Like I could take it off, but then I got to take an entire week off to be home, and mm. it's I don't know. We got other plans we want to do throughout the year, so it's like fuck. I, I guess I'll have to be up here for Super Bowl. Yeah. 
Did, and so you, you said that very Canadian-ish. You oh, yeah? You said fuck. Ah, fuck. Yeah, that's how I say fuck again. <laughs> fuck sakes, bad. That's what we're going to do. But, I mean, you don't you don't say a whole lot of stuff like in, in Canadian with your Canadian yeah. accent. Yeah. Like, sorry. You say sorry. Sorry. You say sorry. <laughs> it's just sorry, man. You'd be so weird. Hey, dude, well, come on. I mean, everybody loves loves a Canadian accent. You know that. I don't even know. I don't even have an accent. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you all have an accent. That's what's crazy. So, yeah, we do. Like, does Clinton have a, Clinton has like a pretty thick, uh, like, Illinois accent a little bit. He's a little bit. Yeah. I, the thing that gets me about Clint every time he does this little thing. I don't know how how like how much geek dig you listen to, but even when we play video games and stuff, when when he says a punchline and he says a joke, mm-hmm. then he goes hmm. <laughs> <laughs> every time. In that little he fucking, does. <laughs> he does. Holy shit! It kills me every time. I don't care how it, if the joke wasn't funny at all, but it makes me die when he does that shit. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I, when I was on Geek Dig, he did that, and uh, and when he was on my show, he did that a lot. He's like, he's like, but hmm, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I do my little podcast, and uh, hmm, it's okay. <laughs> it's so funny. Like it's such a. It's just all it is is like a little quirk. Like I don't even think he knows he does it, but it kills me. Like we'll play, we'll be playing Grand Theft Auto, and he'll like. I'm gonna rob this hooker, and I'm just like, holy fuck! I just start dying. <laughs> oh man! Oh, you were just on a show recently, weren't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Not uh, this week. I think it released this week. Oh, nice! You're making the pod rounds again, Mister Furinus. Yeah, just fucking pod slutting it up. Yeah, staying busy working, podding, and fear casting, and same old, same old, man. It's, it's gonna be, be wild. Yeah, man. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a big year for you. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. It's, uh, some of the stuff that we got coming up is just fucking unreal. And like even even some of the stuff that's coming out of nowhere is just unbelievable. Like it, I, you don't know what's real until it happens. Right. Like there was an interview that was supposed to happen on yesterday. What the fuck day is today? Today Monday. Today yeah, yesterday. Monday, yeah. Yesterday I was supposed to have an interview, and. Uh, it uh, he never the person never called me never got back to me never nothing like we set this shit up and then um <clears throat> it didn't happen and, and that's why I never I hate that like on podcasts I'm always like we have big things coming they're like yeah sure you do for cake but <laughs> it's like you you can't say it until it happens because people just fucking flake on you yeah yeah people flake all the time and you kind of have to be mindful of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I was just gonna say, nah. I, I when you mention it, like honestly, dude, I should have been in bed two hours ago. I should have been packed. I'm not packed. I gotta pack up this whole studio, and then try to get to bed. I gotta be up for like four o'clock so I can get to work and then finish my day and then get out. It's gonna be a long motherfucking day. But as soon as you're like, nah, it's my one year. I'm like, dude, you know I gotta be on there. I gotta show a little bit of love to my Rosef. <laughs> and we're gonna end it with with some Marvin Gaye again. 
God damn right. <laughs> Honestly, dude, just keep up the good work. You're fucking killing it. Your show, it's, it's only a year old, and you've, you've done so much in your first year, way more than I ever did in my first year. And you got a fucking good head on your shoulders. Yeah, I'm just going to keep talking and play this out. <laughs> let, my, let Marvin Gaye do his thing. But, uh, nah, brother, you're doing great. Happy one year, and Thanks, uh, I look forward to uh, to being on the show again sometime soon. You are going to be on pretty soon. You motherfucker. Yeah. All right, bud. All right, bud. <laughs> Thanks, dude. <laughs> Not a problem, pal. The world of Yeah, so talking with fear is always fun. I, I Like I said during the conversation, we text just about every day. We talk and we share podcasting tips. We share exciting things going on for our podcasts. And um, it was nice to, to have him on just to commemorate World of Row anniversary one year. So thanks for coming on, bud. Bad. I really appreciate it. It was, it was nice to have you on, bud. <laughs> yeah, that's a Canada thing, just so you guys know. And um, so moving on. This week's guest. Bum, bada, bum. I don't know why I did that. Uh, is Jason Kyle. Jason Kyle is a stand-up comedian, actor, and he's from the Bay Area in San Francisco, as I like to, as my buddy Los likes to say, the Bay Area, because he's from the Bay Area. Shout out to my buddy Los. Anyway, um, uh, Jason's on the podcast this week. This is actually part one of our conversation, and I had been trying to get Jason to do the podcast for a couple of months now, back in November or October. Uh, I try. I reached out to him, and it's funny. We, we've kind of followed each other on Twitter because, and we'll talk about it in, in greater detail on, on this podcast. And we kind of address it at the beginning, but it was really funny how we kind of met. And then when we did this podcast, it was so easy. I, ta- I mean, I, I expected to talk to him for about fifty minutes or so. We ended up talking for like an hour and a half, so I had to split it up just because I, I think that um, having it all out on once. And one shot can be, you're like, ah, oh, man, this is a long podcast. And I, I get that. I don't want people to feel like that when they see my podcast. I want them to say, okay, cool. This amount of time, done. So this is part one of my conversation with Jason. He's a very well, pro, well-driven. I don't know what I was going to say. He's a very motivated and driven person to succeed. He's hilarious. Uh, I like the fact that he likes to... You know, he he does comedy. You know, and that I love comedy, as as you guys know. As you guys know, <laughs> uh, he's got a lot of exciting things going on. And uh, let's hear that conversation now, and let's have a laugh or two, or maybe you get into the story. All right? Yeah. Okay. Let's rock and roll. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, Jason, what's up, man? What's up, dude? Not much. Can you hear me okay? Loud and clear, brother. All right, man. Awesome, bro. <laughs> how, how you doing? Good, man. You, you hear me okay? I got this uh, I got this headset on with what has like a, a mic on it. And oh, the only yeah. re- I bought it back when, it, like, way back when you and I first started chatting. Okay. Because I was doing the, um, Mike Sachs's podcast, and I am okay. like, ah, I don't, you know, I don't know, what am I going to do to get? So I got these headphones with every intention to return them immediately after, and then of course they're still hanging out in my house. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, awesome. You sound you're coming in really good, actually. Good stuff. Uh, cool, man. Cool, man. So I mean, we'll we'll talk for maybe about forty five, fifty minutes, and then uh, you know that that'll that'll be it. You know, I mean, we're, maybe an hour. It just depends on how 
how good we're doing. <laughs> of course, right, 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 right. I, I, after ten minutes, if you're like, "All right, dude, I think we got it," I, that's probably not a good sign. No, 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 no. You sound like a like a pretty cool guy, and uh, I, I was looking forward to talking to you, man. I know it's been like a, we've been talking about it for a couple of months, and yeah, no, no. I appreciate you reaching. I was thinking about you too, man. I'm like, dude, I should reach back out, you know. And uh, uh, but then you send a message. I'm like, all right, dude, let's do this. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you're from San Francisco. You from California? No, no. I've only been out here for, what, three and a half years now? Okay. I'm a, I originally grew up on the East Coast right outside of – I, when I'm out here – and see, I lived abroad for a while. So yeah. telling people Bridgeport, Connecticut, they're like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what that <laughs> – so I got used to saying you know, right outside New York, right outside New York City. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of true. I mean Bridgeport's about 45 minutes out. But, uh, but yeah, that's – yeah, Born wow. and raised in Bridgeport. Wow, man. So uh, you went to California for the, the comedy career kind of thing or acting? Oh, God, no, dude. I came out here, man. Dig this. I was living yeah. abroad for a while. I, I was in the Peace Corps. So I did two years oh. in the Peace Corps. Wow, okay. And uh, and and this was in Albania. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And usually when I tell people Albania, they're like, man, wow, upstate New York. That's that's crazy, <laughs> dude. I'm like, yeah, it's not. not no, no, no. Not, a little, little further than that. A little, little further than that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so I did the Peace Corps. Yeah. They sent me out there, and then I stayed. I did like another year and a half out out there as like a freelance consultant. Gotcha. And then I applied for gigs. I'm like, well, it's you know, it's probably time to get back to the U.S. I was applying for gigs, and I applied for a, a job with a big consulting firm, mm-hmm. and they brought me out to San Francisco. So that's what brought me out wow. here. Yeah. Uh, and then it was about, you know, I want to say about 30 seconds into my consulting job where I realized this sucks. Right. 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 <laughs> I yeah. to the, so that that's when I first started doing stand up. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. And well, I, I saw some of your stuff when I reached first reached out to you. I haven't had time because man, honestly, December was a, was a shitty month. I, I was moving and it went oh, by, man. yeah, it went by so fast. And I, I live here in San Antonio. So we went from one part of San Antonio to another part. And I was just like, uh-huh. oh, when am I going to get situated? And so finally we we've gotten settled in and I'm like, okay, I got to reach out to Jason. We got to make it happen. But I want to tell everyone how we first started interacting. It was like it was off of Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> you caused like beef with Mark Marin and, and some uh, other what, what was the dude's name? Completely <laughs> unintentional beef, dude. What <laughs> it was uh Ron Zimmerman who yeah. who he's not as popular as a name as Mark Marin, but I, I you know, comedian, actor, he's he's married to Cher. Yeah. And what happened was I don't know if you listen to that podcast too who was it, it was a uh, mark maron was interviewing ah oh shit i forget who it was now man um uh-huh. but at the end they had mentioned ron zimmerman's name and they yeah. were just kind of like right you know what's he up to you should have him on yeah and i thought it was pretty cool so i tweeted at ron zimmerman i'm like dude you know what mark maron th- said this and that and then he get he, you know he says yeah what do you say mark and then he didn't <laughs> respond in a couple of days and then he starts going at him he starts calling him names and then all of a sudden it's an all out Twitter war between these two dudes. And I'm like, uh, but, but the thing is they kept replying and I kept getting attached to it. (laughs) So it would be like reply Ron Zimmerman at Ron Zimmerman at Jason Kyle comedy. You were never a real comic. And I'm like, well, I'm like, well, uh, uh, can I just interject here? Uh, uh, Gentlemen, I'm not sure. I just want to be clear who who we're talking to. I don't know. And then I just felt really bad, man. It's like, I don't, because I, j- I really – I strongly dislike Twitter. I, yeah. I really 
other than the fact that you and I were able to link up off of it. Right. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't really see much value in it, man. People are just so harsh and just so hateful. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. I just, you know, I, I don't know. Have you, have you experienced stuff like that? I mean, it's just been, pe- you know, people are ruthless on yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. People are, can be ruthless. Uh, I haven't heard, I haven't had too much, uh, negative, uh, conversations with people sometimes mm-hmm. they have the only you, okay so the only negative conversations i've had have been with trump supporters and those have been like oh, dude <laughs> I, I saw your <laughs> pin tweet just, just right now before we started talking oh you can't <laughs> engage man you no. can't and the moment you like if somebody writes something to you the moment you engage dude that it just opens the floodgates oh yeah know? yeah they all come out man it's just oh, and i live in texas man so i i hear a lot of these uh hear a lot about these uh, supporters because Texas is very uh, conservative and very pro Republican. Yeah. It doesn't matter who's, yeah, totally. who's the guy. Oh. I was in, yeah, I was <laughs> right. Right. It is no, it doesn't matter, dude. It, yeah. It's just like a couple of policies is all that matters. Like a couple of stands, you know, where they stand on a couple of issues. That's really all that matters. Right. I was in, I was in Austin. I want to yeah. say this last summer and Austin's a little bit different, right? Yeah. I mean, very you liberal. Say yeah. Little, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know, the rest of the state, yeah, is uh, <laughs> is no, a little... hey, dude, you don't have to sugarcoat it, man. Actually, I think this year, this past election was like the first time in San in San Antonio, like maybe twenty or thirty years, that it was a blue a blue city, which is crazy. Cause really? It, yeah, oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So you've seen a lot of change there. Yeah, you know, but I mean, t- uh, San Antonio is very, um, for the most part, is very diverse and multicultural. But some parts of it, I mean, there's still people that are that were trained on the old civil war days, but I mean, right. but right. <laughs> Austin, and we, we, those, dude, f- those t- t- <laughs> yeah, go ahead. No, no. Uh, uh, we went to Austin yesterday and I told my wife, we were driving back and I said, you know what? I, I, I think I'd probably really like it here. And she's like, yeah, I think I would too. I go, there's, you know, a lot of comedy shows out here. You can, you can check yeah. out people doing yeah. s- some, sh- some shows. Yeah. Nice comedy. Scene. Yeah. Yeah. Like Marin's actually coming over and coming to Austin at the end of March. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I might actually go see him, but um, yeah, but I'm sorry. You were saying about Austin. You, you liked it out there. Oh yeah. No, but, yeah. You're right, dude. Nice comedy scene. I had a buddy who I did uh, a lot of improv with here in okay. San Francisco and okay. he recently moved down there and yeah. I was down there for a gig. I was working this gig with Dell okay. and, uh, I was, you know, it was only for a few, it was a couple of times, but each time was only for a few nights. And yeah. then, uh, I linked up with him and he just showed me around. We went to this kind of like alt comedy, comedy show. He mm-hmm. showed me around all these different places that do improv. I'm like, this is, this is a pretty sweet gig, man. I mean, I get, you know, cause it's that college town, you get a lot yeah. of young people and yeah. those young people bring over kind of a different mentality when it comes to, you know, a lot of the social issues and, yeah. uh, uh, those things just take to, I mean, it's great to hear that, that San Antonio is changing. Yeah. That's my perspective. You might get somebody else, a conservative that, that, that says that's not, that's not a good sign. That's <laughs> yeah. not a good sign that it's going red to blue, you know, but, uh, uh, I don't try- know, but I'm a, I'm a liberal guy, man. Me I'm too, liberal man. on those issues, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I, I think over time, I'm, I mean, my family, we were all raised. I mean, when my, my dad was very pro democratic, I think, in the 92 election, he was more uh, for for Clinton than Bush. And I think even in yeah. 2000, he was for Gore and I think Obama mm-hmm. as well. But it's just, oh, man, I don't know. I mean, it, it could be just because we're middle class people and it's not this upper echelon mm-hmm. of these uh, mm-hmm. older people that have, have a lot of money. But it, it seems to me that it's steering that way uh, with San Antonio, which is, a, which is a very good thing. But you do, oh, man, I... I 
I, you still get a lot of those people. <laughs> it's hard, man. It's hard. I mean, San Francisco is, 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 you know, bleeding hard liberal, man. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're totally left wing. So it's like, you don't yeah. really have to, uh, uh, kind of interact or, or have those types of interactions yeah. on a day to day. I mean, unless you go, but I mean, then again, you go to social media and it's all over the place. I mean, right. it's, it's hard to avoid. Right. But yeah, but the, you know, San Francisco is a little bit different where, where we don't really, you know, and even the comedy scene, man, you know, you can get away with, I would think that San Francisco is one of the easier comedy scenes on up and coming comics. And what I mean by easier is that the audiences are a little bit more well behaved. Yeah. You probably won't get as much heckling because everybody's kind of on the same page with social issues. But if you take a comic who kind of was, you know, came up in San Francisco mm -hmm. and then he put him on the road into the Midwest. I'd be interested to see what those, what yeah. that, what that shift in the crowds are like. I mean, crowds out there, man, are there, I mean, people are brutal. Really? Um, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, dude. In the Midwest, I don't, I don't have a lot of experience. I mean, I've done some stuff in like, uh, uh St. Louis and some yeah. shows here and there, but I, I, you know, based on my experience, I thought it was completely different. And from what I hear from other comics who kind of take their stuff on the road, it's, Audiences are different, man. I mean, they want to hear different stuff in right. the Midwest and the, and the Bible Belt states. They're not going to laugh at the same things you get people to laugh at out here, you know? Yeah, yeah. I so. I, I met a comedian. I was at, actually, about a month ago, I was at the Cap City Comedy Club out there in, in Austin, and I um I did a, I had a pod, I did a short podcast with, uh, with Steve Trevino and uh, another local from Austin, but Steve... Steve was on 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 Marin's podcast way I back. I heard when. that one, dude, talking about Carlos Mencia. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That was so, a good one, man. Yeah, he uh, he's actually from. Steve's actually from a city that's forty five minutes from where I'm originally from. So we kind of related to each other quite a bit because we our high schools played football against each other, and he's like a few oh, years nice. older than me. Yeah, yeah. So it was like small world and. I mean, I went out there and I talked to him. Man, I lost my truth. But he was he was talking. I think he's more. He does more stuff about his personal life. But I think even him being from Texas, he has different point of views than than I would or anybody else would. Yeah. But I, he doesn't. What I what I do like is that he doesn't take the time to put it out there because I think it's still a very sensitive subject. But what I was getting at with was with John, the other comic, was he's like, don't if I had a comic that said, hey. uh, we, if we do a gig in Waco, we can't make any we can't make any Branch Davidian jokes or about about David Koresh or anything. He's like, no, no, yeah, yeah, you don't want to do that. So like uh -huh. the, for the first thing uh -huh. he said, he goes, "Wow, Waco is on fire tonight, isn't it?" And he's like, "Oh, oh, <laughs> you, I don't know if you remember the ATF. Like they had that big old siege for like I don't know a, a day or two." Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. Oh my god. Well, I mean, and here's the thing, man. It's like uh, uh you know, comics. Uh, you know, it, then it comes to that point of censorship. It's like, am yeah. I going to censor myself for this audience or for this market that I'm in? Right. It's it's a. I mean, it really depends, man. It, it it's it's. But this is the value of going quote unquote on the road right. or doing shows outside of your comfort zone, outside of your comfort city, because you get to learn things like that, and you yeah. get to learn things about your own act, your own material, what you're comfortable with, what you're comfortable with, how much you want to push the envelope, right. you know? Yeah. Um, so there's definitely value in that. I mean, it sucks from the, from the lifestyle standpoint. <laughs> I mean, you get paid pretty much close to, no you lose money essentially going on tour oh, as really? like an up and cup. Well, as like an up and coming comedian, like I, I sorry, I don't mean to 
I don't want to say go on tour. I mean, going on the road. Right, no, no, right. right, so right. If, you, if you want to travel and kind of and go and take shows on the road and travel to all these new places, yeah. again, tremendous value in it. Right. But you, you're not going to make money off it because uh-huh. you could do like a weekend club date, mm-hmm. uh, maybe for maybe for a couple hundred bucks. You're going to open feature. Maybe headline if there's not a big name comedian there, but it's, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's going to be some shitty bar or pizza place. But, you know, again, the value is seeing these new audiences, yeah. seeing what it's like taking your act on the road, how other people respond to it. Right. And, and, and to be, and again, dude, I don't have tremendous experience with this. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, you know, but there are other comics that I've spoken to in San Francisco mm-hmm. who have experience with this, who've done it. It's, it's hard to put together. And, uh, it's, it's just a tough lifestyle, man. You got to Yeah. It looks like it is, you know, driving, maybe Mm -hmm. you're sleeping in your car, you're sleeping in shitty motels, you know, but dude, some people, they live for that shit and that's, and that's cool. And that works for them, man. For me, I I, I would just, I would have, (laughs) I would have a hard time. I think, (laughs) I think with that, you know, the first joke somebody doesn't like, I'm like, what? (laughs) Oh, you don't like this. And then that's, I just, I I go to the next town. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, it almost sounds like the lifestyle of like a like an indie pro wrestler trying to make it into this major like into WWE that's a good comparison man yeah that's a good comparison i would say so i mean it's hard you know you think about stand up you know and this is this is one of the reasons why i got more so into acting i mean i you know i love acting but i also saw more career paths there and more opportunities to to make a steady income yeah. Uh, when it comes to stand up, I mean, you're either on the road, you're doing these shitty gigs, you're getting paid close to nothing, you're losing money, yeah. or uh, uh, you know, you're Louis C.K. I mean, that's yeah. kind of how it, it's hard <laughs> to find. You know, it's hard to find much middle ground now. You mm-hmm. know, you do get guys like uh, you know Brian Regan, right? Mm-hmm. Who's not as big of a name, but he he gets specials. Maybe he gets some spots on some TV shows here and there. Yeah. But for the most part, that middle ground doesn't really exist, dude. So you're right. So it's like, you know, going on the road as as like trying to make it as a wrestler and then boom, you pop and then you become the rock. But how yeah. many people become the rock, you know? Yeah, especially nowadays it, it seems like it's even harder to break that um break that ground and um yeah. some some wrestlers are good and some are successful, but I mean I was just curious because with comedians and, and I've always wanted to ask because I, I have a lot of comedians on, on the show now and uh, I'm going out talking to more comedians. I mean, I just like to hear the, the stories and stuff. And so people like, <coughs> excuse me. So people like, like Marin or Burt Kreischer or Jim Norton, those are kind of bigger comedian names. So they get paid a little bit more than, mm-hmm. than somebody like, like if you were to tour is basically what you're saying. Oh gosh, yeah. I mean, I yeah. I mean, we couldn't even call it a tour. I mean, it would have to be something like, uh, <laughs> you know, where I call up a freaking bar in Poughkeepsie and say, "Hey, can I do a one nighter out there for oh, free wow. drinks?" You know, like that's that's what it would come down to. And and again, dude, again, I don't have <clears throat> a terrible amount of experience with this. Yeah, Usually, yeah. it was when back when I was working my corporate gig and I was traveling for work, I would yeah. do small little spots when I was able to travel. And yeah. then I thought, you know, how would it work if a comic from San Francisco wanted to come out here, you know, and they, yeah. they were kind of bringing me through it. And I'm like, man, this is, wow. this doesn't seem like a great lifestyle, you know? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, I mean, you know, me, so, and the thing about Marin and like even Louis CK, I mean, people are like, yeah, you know, these guys are funny, you know, mm-hmm. where were, you know, where were they, you know, where were they? They just came on the scene a few years yeah. ago. Like, Dude, no, those they're... guys, yeah, yeah, those guys started when they were like 17, man. These guys have been in the game for decades, you yeah. know, and it takes time, really. If 
if you want to stick to it, you got to take all those lumps along the way and, uh, it can be brutal, but if you stick with it, maybe you, you know, you see some light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And I, and like you said, I think Marin's just, just starting to feel the mm-hmm. success. I mean, it took him yeah. a, quite some time, but I know he had some drug problems and stuff, but wow, man. Wow. So what made you get into comedy? I mean, I saw that you've done some stuff for like MTV and was it A&E? Yeah, 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 MTV, like National Ge- I, I shot a documentary for National Geographic, oh, okay, uh, okay. sort sort of like um, that was a cool one, man. That Nat Geo thing, we uh, <clears throat> we had a small production crew and we spent the night on Alcatraz. Oh shit! And we shot sort of uh, reenactments of prisoners that escaped from Alcatraz. Wow! And the last scene of the documentary is me. My character gets thrown in the hole. So huh. I, I'm I'm getting thrown into solitary and the, and they shut the door and they closed the gate and then they held the camera for a few seconds and I'm kind of like, okay guys, you know, is it, can we cut? Can I uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe I can get out of here? So yeah, we did a few yeah. That was that was both equally badass and scary and eerie. <laughs> yeah. So so you you guys filmed it filmed on Alcatraz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. We got we got access to the island. I mean, it was it was again, it was a small crew and small cast and we had like one security guard that was escorting us out there and wow. we just kind of had the whole place to ourselves, man. And we wow. had a few spots that we were you know, we were filming in the cells and we were filming uh uh, you know, in solitaire and in the hallways, but yeah. but yeah, it was a pretty I mean, not many people get to say they they did that. I mean, I'm sure Sean Connery gets to say he did that, that fucking guy. But, uh, you know, hey, I, I get to say I did something equally as cool as Sean yeah, Connery. Yeah, you know? definitely, man. Damn, dude, that's that's amazing. Uh, I, yeah, I, my dad told me a long time ago he toured. He went on the tour to Alcatraz, I mean, way back like in the 70s or 80s. But And right. now it's closed down. You're like, damn, that's so freaking cool, man. I mean, how yeah. that? Yeah. Wow. So was it was it like yeah. spooky or haunted or anything like that? Did you? I mean, yeah. They said. I mean, I think there there have been other things shot out there where where like uh, what these ghost experts uh, kind of see like <laughs> oh let's see if Alcatraz is haunted you yeah, know yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, I I I have, I I've heard stories of the type of stuff that went down there, man. Yeah. And it's like wow, you're kind of walking these same hallways and these same cells as these guys who. You know, were some of the most ruthless killers and human beings that ever lived. You know, yeah. I mean, back in the day. Uh, 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 so uh, yeah, it was just a cool, you know, cool little thing. You know, uh, um, I remember, I remember going to an audition mm-hmm. for this feature film, and the director had asked me, he's like, "What's one of your, you know, uh, uh, a, a recent role that was exciting for you, or you thought that was cool that you got to play?" And I started thinking yeah. about. It was kind of a question that threw me because a lot of times you go, you don't get really interviewed at an audition like that. It's right. just kind of like, okay, come in and read, slate, that's it, you're out of here. Yeah. Um, so I started trying to think. Like I first started talking about like the first short film I ever shot, mm-hmm. which was a cool role. But then it's like this just completely – this was happened like two weeks ago. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Actually, there was this Alcatraz thing and I started getting into that. So wow. yeah, it's almost – yeah, until like I really talk about it like this. Um, then you kind of go back and think about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not something that the average person gets to do, man. So yeah, so that was pretty sweet. You know? Nice. Uh, yeah, and I, you know, I, yeah, this 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 film that got on MTV, which was part of, it was yeah. th- that was pretty sweet, man. I mean, I, you know, uh, uh, I, I know we're probably not answering. I think you asked me a different question. No, you're good. You're good. No, I was just, a- <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. You're good. You're. I mean, I, I like it's good stuff. I mean, that's the nature of a podcast, right? We go everywhere. But no, you right. you were talking about uh, um, MTV 
doing and I because I asked you how you got into comedy and and I said I saw you do oh, right, get some right, stuff right. with MTV and that Geo and yeah yeah okay well so here's the MTV thing and then let's yeah let's go back into the how I got in the comedy yeah. thing yeah man Sounds um good. so so the Nat Geo thing yeah also another acting role which I kind of got through. It was through com- it was through someone who I'd met through comedy, and then this other person had a production company, and then they reached out to me, and I actually had auditioned for a short film that this director was doing, yeah. and uh, that role didn't work out. And here's the thing, man, it's like, you know, you go in for these things, and early on, you're kind of like, ah, you know, fuck this guy, he didn't get back to me, and you know, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna yeah. send him an email and be like, dude, why didn't you get me for this part, you know? And it, <laughs> And it's like, you know, you, it, it's a lot of times it's the long game, you know, like yeah. this guy, okay. He didn't see me as a fit for that first part, mm-hmm. but then he reaches out to me a couple months later and he's like, Hey Jason, I remember you from this audition. I think you would be great for this part. Yeah. So, and that happens all the time, man. So it just goes to show this business is so the relationships yeah. are so important. And maybe if something doesn't work out now, it's something that'll work out, you know, uh, uh maybe a, f- a few months or a few years down the line. You never know, dude. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So, <clears throat> so yeah, so he brought me in for this thing and MTV was doing this campaign. I think mm-hmm. it was called, uh, um, you know, love different or loving different, something like that. And, Singled um, out. no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny story about that, I was, we were on set and some yeah. of the producers from MTV were there yeah. And I was just kind of chatting with them a little bit and I was just like, dude, you know, it's so cool that, that, you know, we get to do something like this. That's different than like the, you know, this, the, the, uh, my sweet 16 or, or, <laughs> or 15 and pregnant you know? <laughs> yeah. and they, and they go and they go, well, yeah, but it's all part of MTV, you know, <laughs> like, so they, they were like kind of defending it. And then I kind of yeah. took a step back and I'm like. Oh yeah, man, those those shows are great, dude. <laughs> like, you know, I didn't want them to be like, oh, what, this guy's dissing our shows, what you, a know? Dick, you know? <laughs> I know, I know. He probably did think that anyway, but uh, yeah. So I thought that was pretty funny, but yeah, man, I, I you know, I, I don't, I don't dig those shows, man. No, no, I mean, me when neither, we were man. younger, dude, MTV was what it was about playing music. They did the TRL top ten, like it was all about the music biz, yeah. and now it's kind of, you know, it's changed, man. And I get they have to change for the market and yeah. whatnot, but. I mean, I just, it's just wasted content in my eyes. It it really is. And, uh, I remember as a kid, summer times were were so awesome because we would want to watch MTV and we'd watch music videos all night long, almost. I mean, like in the late eighties, early nineties, that's all we did. I mean, I I knew who Stone Temple Pilots were before the freaking, the rest of the world did. Or I knew, I knew that Pro Jam song, Jeremy was one of the best songs. I'm I'm, I'm dating myself right now. I'm saying I grew up in the grunge era, but that's okay. You know, that's okay. I saw the, (laughs) but that, yeah, but that's okay. You know, it's a safe space right here, dude. (laughs) Yeah. And I I remember when the real world first started and I'm like, okay, this is, kind of cool and then it just kind of like started to change uh-huh, right and, and so, then they had to like morph it into like these oh, real world right. road rules challenges yeah. and like let's start beef between the two of them you know yeah dude i, mean, I remember when eminem in corn would battle it out for the number one spot on trl wow. you know what i'm talking yeah, about yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd go home three o'clock it's like oh eminem is who is gonna get number one dude i mean that you know that was a cool time but yeah. you know i wonder <clears throat> dude i wonder if 
you know, let's say 20 years from now, if kids who are like 15, 16 years old are going to say, oh, remember when MTV played my super sweet 16? You know, I miss those days, <laughs> right? Know, yeah, dude. And I, I <laughs> it's how scary is that? <laughs> that is going to be very scary because who God knows what's going to be going on in 20 years. But oh, my gosh. I, I feel like I'm like the old guy in the building, and I remember I took like this uh, psychology class or like humanities class in college, and my teacher was talking about how like social socially year, years or something where your music that you grew up to yeah. played in like a bathroom or an elevator when you're at a restaurant or you're going somewhere, and I'm like yeah. that doesn't happen to me, and I, I think I was like 21 <laughs> at the time, and then like seven or eight years later, I was like. Oh shit! This is happening to me. <laughs> right. I'm like, like I'm, oh, shit. I'm, they, they were right. <laughs> yeah. I'm like at this restaurant. And I'm taking a piss, and I'm I start singing freaking I don't know what song it was. It's like, oh man, he's he, he was right. Professor Fox was totally right. So here isn't that the, isn't that one of the beautiful things about music, dude? Is yeah. that it, you know it can kind of take us back to a certain time dude, and you totally can. You know, it, you know, music is so great because, and 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 the huge difference between, you know, you, you okay, you can get what, uh, uh, you know, Jay Z can sell out Madison Square Garden, right. or you get, uh, 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 you know, Kevin Hart to sell out Madison Square Garden, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The difference in those two things is that Jay Z can can do at Madison Square Garden ten different times a year and, still <clears throat> and play the and play the same exact songs. Yeah. Yeah. And people love it and they, they know the lyrics to it yeah. and they have a blast. Kevin Hart or any comic can't do the same set 10 times a year because it's, it's like, oh, well, we heard those jokes already. Wow. Isn't that so, that's bizarre? That's the dynamic of the of the differences of those performances, right? Wow. I mean, you get some exceptions like like Andrew Dice Clay, right? right? Yeah. Like well, back in the eighties, early nineties, he <laughs> sold out the garden because everyone knew the words to his jokes. Dude, they he's, wanted he's to dice. see he, he's dice, dude. They wanted to see those dirty nursery rhymes, <laughs> right? Uh, but yeah, but yeah. you know, he's the exception. But when it comes to other comics, it's like. You know, that it's the reveal of the punchline, right? Yeah, it's yeah. The, so that's the beauty of, of that. That's what's so great about comedy is the misdirection yeah. for the audience. Right. So I could give you a setup. I can say something like, uh, hey, dude, I just signed a deal with Comedy Central. And mm -hmm. you're like, that's great. And like, yeah, the, the deal is I have to stay a thousand feet away from all Comedy Central offices. You know, that's the, that's the misdirection of, uh, yeah, it's a bad joke. I get it. But, but, you know, but, but you're thinking I signed a deal with to like do, a, you know, do a show. Yeah. The misdirection is now, nah, you know, I actually got a restraining order. So, <laughs> well, you know, but once, once now, if I were to say that again, it's like, dude, I signed a deal with comedy central. You're like, yeah, I know you, you know, you, you, you told me this already. Yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah. It kind of takes away the, 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 the punch from it. Well, so, but I mean, that's like, I mean, just like right now, you telling me the joke, I thought, like you were going to say something, well, yeah, I got this deal, but it didn't happen or something. But you said, I signed a deal with the Comedy Central. Now I can't be, a, I have to be a thousand feet away from that. <laughs> that's, right. That, yeah, that's the deal. You know, I got to be a thousand feet away from their offices. <laughs> wow, man. So let me ask you, does this, because uh, I asked Steve this, and Steve was very open to talking about it, even though <laughs> I know it happened years ago with Mencia. But is joke stealing like a, is that like a thing? Is that like a constant thing, even on your spectrum? Like when you do, when you do stuff, do you see shit? You're like, wait a minute. I've heard that before. Um, you know, I, I've had, uh, uh, where it really hit me and I guess I, I wouldn't really consider this 
joke stealing because it was from the same person. But <laughs> what 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 upset me was I went to see. And I'm not going to say his name. I, sure. You know, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of him. Everybody knows him. You know, yeah. he's. I think he's hilarious. You yeah. know, but it was. And I guess this is part of the business. But I mm-hmm. saw him. Uh, at a comedy club here in San Francisco, you know, a big yeah. name guy. And then I saw him doing panel on, on, uh, uh it was either Seth, Ma- Seth Myers or mm. one of those late night shows. Yeah. And he did the same exact stuff that he did at, in front of a comedy show, but he did it on panel in one-on-one conversation. Wow. And I thought, oh man, I'm, I'm kind of bummed about that, man. And, uh, but you know what, maybe dude, maybe that happens more, more often than I know. it. I, mm. I don't, I guess I was just so close to it because I was a fan. Right. I saw it live and then I saw it on TV and I'm like, that, that's the same stuff, man. <laughs> you know? So I guess I have a lot more, I don't know, man. Like my style is also very improvisational. I like mm. to riff. I like to talk to the crowd, you know? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and cause for me, it's just, you know, Something that happens organically in that moment that you know didn't happen before or yeah. or or something that you can't really recreate to me that's those are kind of the best laugh points for a crowd right. for an audience yeah um and they're just the most fun for me because I know it just kind of organically happened but uh <laughs> so maybe i'm maybe I'm biased I, maybe a lot more comedians do that where they kind of do their set and then they kind of do it on a panel I, it seems weird to me um I like the idea of organic stuff i mean I, if I were to do something on stage I think like you said, I would want to try to get more interactive with the crowd because I don't know yeah. for, for one um, observational comedy is good, but a lot of people are already doing it. And then mm-hmm. you can only talk so much about your personal life because a lot of people mm-hmm. are already doing that too. But I think the delivery is what makes it different. Right. Cause I mean, if you hear sure. somebody like Steve who does his and then, or somebody else or, or the way Mark Marin does his observational comedy it, the delivery of it is just, is just, awesome i mean it, everybody's different so i don't know i mean i i think that i would want to do that if, if i were to pursue a comedy career but I'm, i mean i'm not i mean that's just not my thing i don't i don't know i mean but anyway i mean it, i mean I, I i think it's cool as shit i just i don't know if i have the i don't know oh no i i, I hear you man <laughs> yeah. but and, and a lot of it too dude comes down to personality right so right. comics you, you get a comic who is an excellent joke writer, but right. might be petrified to talk to the crowd yeah. and be improvisational. It's just not their style. It's just not their personality. Yeah. You know, um, you get other comics who, who can do, you know, albums worth of crowd work. You know, yeah. I mean, to me, I, I, you know, I love it. Um, but I also respect the, the craft and the yeah. discipline that goes into uh, joke writing and uh, the setup and punch and that that style of comedy. I mean, I, right. I respect the hell out of that too. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's an amazing art form, man. To, you, you're entertaining hundreds, thousands of people, and mm-hmm. you're. And I mean, to me, that's 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 amazing. I think it's more. It's just as amazing as watching somebody like B- Robert De Niro doing like a like a like a movie or Bruce Springsteen yeah. doing a set or Jay Z sure. or somebody. I mean, because it, it's an art form. I mean, it's just. You got to, I mean, you got to take classes for all this stuff. I mean, unless you just kind of wing it yourself, you know? Okay, folks, that was part one with my conversation with Jason. Kind of like a cliffhanger, but we're going to continue right where we left off next week. And um, it's going to be a fun, rad, dope conversation. Any cool word you like to use. So uh, let's get into that point now where we talk about social media and plugging stuff. I think that's what it is. Yeah, okay. All right, guys. So uh, best uh, Twitter and Instagram at Royal Santos Jr. 
You can follow me on my Facebook page at facebook.com slash world of row. You can go to the website, world of row.com. I get it. I'm still working on it. It's a, it's, a, it's all DIY here, man. So I'm just going to take a little bit of time to, to get that uh, website right. But um, there's that. You can also email me, email me at rollsjr at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, maybe you want to be a guest, you have an interesting story you want to talk about, please hit me up there. And I want to give a shout out to my parents because today, um, while I'm recording this, is January 25th, 2017, and this is my parents' 42nd wedding anniversary. So, uh, shout out to mom and dad, guys. I, I love you so much. You got you put me in, you brought me into this world. I'm lucky and blessed to have such wonderful parents like yourselves, and truly honored to be your son. I hope that you all have a wonderful day, and I hope that I see y'all soon because I miss you guys and I love you so much. Happy anniversary, guys. I mean, 42 years, man. That is crazy. That's a long time. It's hard for people to, to even last 10 years or 5 years. So it's it's a true milestone, Mom and Dad. And I'm happy to be a part of it. So happy anniversary, Mom and Dad. All right, guys. <laughs> You've been listening to <laughs> as I sigh with, uh, with great relief because I'm talking a mouthful. Um, have a wonderful weekend. And um, there's no football this weekend. So enjoy your weekend. And uh, we'll catch you next week, guys. So uh, stay tuned as the world of returns. Bye.